everyone, Siobhan Chapman here, and welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. It's Friday morning, which means it's time for the weekend review and preview conversation, where my guests will recap how markets have performed over the past few sessions and preview what you can expect in the week ahead. Today's segment will primarily focus on the January employment report and the Fed's policy decision. Joining us for the conversation, I'm glad to welcome back Brian Rose, Senior U.S. Economist with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Brian, we're glad to have you. Thanks, Siobhan. Good morning, everyone. Perfect. So let's get started. Let's begin with the January employment report. How did the data measure up relative to your expectations and how would you characterize the overall health of the U.S. labor market? Well, this was really quite a shocking report. They're very strong, a lot stronger than expected. Now, you have to keep in mind that there were a lot of revisions to the data. So we had the annual annual revisions and still trying to work through everything that's changed in the numbers, but to the January reading, extremely strong payrolls up by 517,000, obviously way more than expected, and uh, unemployment rate ticking down to 3.4%. So that's a new low. You have to go back to the 1960s to have the unemployment rate to that low. And uh, something that normally I don't look at that much, but the weekly hours work. So this is the average hours, average number of hours that people worked uh, went up from uh, 34.4 up to 34.7. So suggesting that you know not only are there a lot more people working, but they're working longer hours, and uh, that that uh, means you know just a lot a lot a lot more hours worked uh, overall in the economy. Um, and the one uh, thing that was a bit more moderate was average hourly earnings. That was worth 10 cents. Uh, an hour, so it's not not the big rise there. But you know, uh, you look at overall at this data, it's really it's really shocking. It's amazing. I would not take this uh, too literally. I, you know, there's a lot of uh, noise in uh, in the data. I don't think it was uh, you know, the reality is is quite this strong. But uh, yeah, very very strong report and. Um, one of, one of the bigger surprises you'll see in, in the payroll data. So, Brian, moving outside of the job report, what were some other notable data releases over the past week? Well, we did have other other data related to, to the labor market, and uh, these were also pretty strong. So uh, we had the employment cost index for the fourth quarter, and this is important because it's the best measure of wage growth that, that we have. And it was actually up a little bit less than expected, up one percent quarter on quarter. That's less, uh, you know, less than uh, we've had in recent quarters. But you have to keep in mind that pre-pandemic, so before the pandemic, the highest we had ever seen in the employment cost index was one percent. So we're matching that. You know, again, it's less than we've seen recently, but from a historic perspective, still, still, uh, you know, big uh, increase. And uh, we also had the jolts job openings, and this, um, you know, Fed Chair Powell in particular has talked a lot about the, these numbers, and this was a big surprise to the upside. So, you know, everyone's talking about how fast these openings are are coming down, but instead we had a big rise in job openings, uh, up uh, by uh, around half a million to to 11 million openings, and this was, uh, yeah, quite the quite the surprise. And also, uh, even the weekly job claims, uh, recent weeks continuing to come down. So even as you have all these big layoff announcements, especially among tech firms, 
the jobless claims are, are actually falling. So again, some some real strength in in uh, these other labor uh, measures, and then looking you know at other other data, we had the January ISM manufacturing PMI falling further below 50, down to one point with a particular weakness in new orders. So this was a uh, you know really very uh, very low typical numbers typical of a uh, of a recession, but um, you know overall they're I would say the situation manufacturing isn't, you know, isn't that bad. Uh, we had uh, more home price data. Those those prices continuing to fall are not a, a big surprise there. And then we had uh, vehicle sales for January. They were up 18% month on month. Now here, there's a big seasonal adjustment uh, factor in these numbers, but still, uh, quite a, quite a strong number for vehicle sales and. There's a high-frequency data like credit card numbers suggesting good spending in January, rebounding very strongly from, from a week uh, December. I should also mention that the ISM services out in, in a few minutes. Now, of course, we also heard from the Fed this last week with their latest policy decision. What were some takeaways from the Fed statement, and how do you see monetary policy evolving in the months ahead? So this was quite an interesting uh, meeting and the and, uh, Press conference from Fed Chair Powell. So, I think you know the Fed raised rates by 25 basis points. This was as expected, and uh, they're they're signaling that any further rate hikes will be 25 basis points. Right? So they were raising more quickly uh, than that. But from here on, you know, as as they're approaching the end of the rate hiking cycle, they want to go 25 basis points as a time at a time and. You know, the, the message is very much that the Fed is data dependent. So they themselves haven't decided how much more to hike. They're waiting to see how the data comes in and then they'll, they'll decide, you know, uh, when, when they've raised rates enough. And Powell, I think, helped to clarify the Fed's reaction function. So basically, what will it take uh, for the Fed to stop raising rates? And really two things. One is a softer labor market and clearly from the data that we've had out this week, we're not seeing that uh, that yet. And the, the other thing is this inflation in uh, basically core services that are dependent on wage growth and demand. So, you know, when you think about what the Fed's trying to accomplish with its rate hikes, it should be the slow inflation in, uh, in this area, right? The Fed doesn't control, say, the price of oil. But if they raise rates, uh, should weaken demand and help to uh, soften the labor market, the weaker um, wage growth, and less inflation in these core services. And at least so far, we haven't seen a turn in this, uh, you know, in this data. So those are the two things that the Fed is waiting for um, before they, they, you know, they decide to, uh, to pause the rate hiking cycle. Looking ahead to next week, what will be taking place that investors should keep their eye out for? So, of course, we have the earnings season uh, ongoing, and, uh, you know, it's always interesting to see, you know, the sort of guidance that, that companies are giving. Um, and then in terms of data, some some uh, important numbers. So one thing is we'll get the senior loan officer survey, and uh, recently banks have been tightening their lending standards, and I expect that. The trend is you know, uh, continuing. Uh, 
and then the, we'll get the trade data. And this is, um, you know, an important signal as to the strength of domestic demand. So recently you see imports falling, and um, it's a sign that, yeah, there's less, there's less, um, you know, demand for for goods from from uh, the U.S. side. Uh, we'll also get what, in my view, is very important, which is consumer credit. So, you know, the the way we are keeping the economy going is people are using their credit cards to to maintain their spending, and we've seen very rapid increase in consumer credit. So we'll see if that. Uh, you know, if that is uh, continuing. And then, you know, again, I, as I mentioned earlier, the weekly jobless claims, which normally I wouldn't put much weight on, we we need to keep a close watch uh, on these because they're at the very low level. They're trending down. And, uh, you know, this is a sign of strength that will influence uh, the Fed's decision-making. Thank you so much for joining us, Brian, and providing some much-needed context and input. Thank you very much. Again, today we have been joined by Brian Rose, Senior U.S. Economist with the UBS Chief Investment Office. And as a reminder to our listeners, Top of the Morning is a part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the UBS Trending Videos series. From UBS Studios, I'm Siobhan Chapman, and thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash CIO disclaimer. 